Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello everybody, it's your boy Mags and I am back with another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. Yeah, and I've uh, literally just finished watching UFC 270, the first numbered pay-per-view event of uh, 2022, headlined by uh, double title matches uh, with Brandon Moreno defending his flyweight title against uh, Davison Figueredo and Francis Ngannou, uh, the heavyweight champion of the world, taking on Cyril Gagne, the interim heavyweight champion of the world. Um, before we get into the main card, let's quickly go through these prelims. Uh, some uh, really good facts on on these earlier and uh, televised prelims. So we started the night with Kay Hansen, uh, unfortunately losing the decision to Jasmine Jazu Davisius. And then uh, in the women's strawweight division, we saw Vanessa then Paulos uh, picking up the the submission over Silvania Gomez Suarez. Um, going into uh, the the feature prelims, I opened the card with Matt Frivola getting the first round KO over Gennaro Valdez in the lightweight division. Uh, dropped down to the bantamweights where we saw Tony Gravely get the decision against uh, Simon Oliveira. Uh, up to the welterweights where Jack Della Ma- uh, Madalena. Got the first round knockout of Pete Rodriguez. And then the feature prelim, we saw Victor Henry get the decision over Rione Barcelos. A really good fight there. Um, so going into the, the main card, five fights on this main card. Uh, opened up in the uh, welterweight division. Trevin Giles taking on Michael Morales. Uh, making his uh, UFC debut, only 22 years old, Michael Morales. 
Um, and it looked like it was going to be um, a very worrying day at the office for, for, for Michael. Um, uh, Trevin started with a, with a quick low kick, followed up very quickly with a second one, um, then a third, and it looked like um, we we were seeing a, a fighter who was a little bit out of his depth. Um, we see Trevin Giles uh, rock um, rock uh, Morales with a, a big overhead uh, punch. We get some clinching up against the the cage, and we see uh, Giles really kind of uh, forcing uh, forcing the game, able to get the uh, fight to the floor, going for the arm triangle, uh, and it, it looked like it was very very close to finishing. Uh, Morales um, seconds away from tapping, but is able to to roll uh, to to the top position. Uh, the the submission was still still locked in, uh, but. Eventually, uh, Trevin realised that uh, maybe it was not um, it was not right to to keep controlling uh, the arm and, and and to try and press for for another submission. Uh, Morales is able to to uh, get free, almost falls into an arm bar uh, before we actually get uh, scrambled back to the feet, um, and then um, Morales kind of takes a bit of time to refresh and reset uh lands a, a good couple of uh of of low kicks um giles still trying to pop out with with that jab uh, morales goes for a massive haymaker uh but lands a, a jab on the way through and then a counter right um giles is really um been tagged with that with that right uh goes for for um a big swing uh, morales uh is able to duck and land clean uh sending giles to the floor uh morales just absolutely lays into him with the ground and pound uh it took it took uh, matt belton quite a long time to to jump in and stop this fight giles was a uh, was in a hell of a lot of trouble. Uh, but yeah, f- uh, debut for, for Michael Morales, 22 years old, and picking up the, the victory against a, a, a wily veteran in Trevin uh, Giles. So, great victory for him. Um, yeah, well, well played to uh, to Mr. Michael Morales. Certainly going to be someone who can make a name for himself in, in this division. So, up next, we have Saeed Nurmagomedov taking on Cody Staman in the bantamweight division. Um, obviously, Nurmagomedov uh, with the links to Habib, uh, not actually related to, to Habib, but certainly one of those uh, dangerous Degestani fighters. Uh, and quite a, a cool little uh, throwback. Um, one of the, the referee in this fight was actually former UFC fighter Frank Trigg. So um, something that, uh, that Dan Hardy uh, certainly has pushed for uh, the use of former fighters as uh, as officials and as judges. Uh, so yeah, uh, props to Frank Trigg for for moving into the referee game. Uh, didn't really have a lot of work to do, to be fair. Um, we saw uh, Cody Salmon uh, trying to uh, start this fight uh, pretty quickly, uh, trying to control the centre of the octagon. Um, but instantly, um, Saeed is able to, to land uh, a, a decent right hand and then a spin kick to the body, uh, just uh, able to to uh, weather uh, the the quick takedown from Cody Stammen. He's actually able to turn that into a, into a, a guillotine choke, which 
once you start trying to wrestle with these uh, with these uh, Dagestani fighters, you need to know exactly what you're doing. You have to be very, very aware of yourself 100% of the time. Unfortunately for Cody Stammen, he instantly made a mistake, uh, left his neck wide open for, for say, to grab for the for the guillotine, um, able to uh, lock it in tight, um, adjust the power, pulls the fight to the to the ground and Cody Stammen is trapped and within uh, less than a minute um say Nurmagomedov has picked off a, a, a huge victory. Uh being very kind of a slow methodical in his UFC rise uh, up to date, but this is a massive, massive victory and really kind of a statement in that banterweight division. And certainly will put Saeed uh in the name for um a, potentially a ranking over the next couple of weeks, and even a, a maybe a, a top ten fighter, so great victory there for Saeed Nurmagomedov. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com So in the middle of this uh, five-fat main card, uh, the first uh, decision, and actually all the rest of the fights actually went to the judges' decision. Uh, This was uh, um, Andre Filio making his debut here at Welterweight, a young young guy from Portugal, taking on uh, Michelle uh, Pereira. Um, Michelle, kind of the, the, one of those crazy dynamic fighters that you just cannot um you cannot pin down uh he's got himself uh into a, a real good kind of win streak and looking to push himself into a um a potential um top five top ten uh fight um starts off a uh, pretty cagey to be fair um almost um uh 
the dichotomy of these two fighting styles you've got Pereira who is uh, dynamic and you can almost that capoeira style of uh, of coming in uh, landing his shots and 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 getting out of range just the 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 way his attacks can come from anywhere and then you've got um Andre Fiello who's who was very um professional very kind of um efficient with his moves hands up in in front of his face only uh throwing shots when uh when it was more than likely that he would land them causing good damage with those shots where Pereira throws a a hell of a lot of stuff whiffs on a hell of a lot of stuff but it's the it's the the angles that he comes from and it's the output that he throws that that is so hard to to pin down and so hard to judge um, Fiello uh, did really well uh, in this first round of, of sticking to his own game plan and not being drawn into uh, into reacting to uh, Pereira uh, and allowing Pereira to essentially throw these these crazy strikes, uh, avoid a lot of them, but let Pereira gas and that's been a, a, a severe issue with Pereira's career so far in the UFC that he does gas himself out and uses up so much energy with these flashy over the top uh, attacks that um, he really leaves himself open to uh, to some some classic MMA uh, fighting some classic grappling and, and, and strikes uh, in this first round, uh, Fialo had a, a perfect game plan, was able to to keep it nice and tight, keep it nice and neat, uh, control the middle of the octagon, uh, do well to uh, to keep uh, Pereira um, having to move, and instead of uh, reacting to it, he, w- he was almost dictating to Pereira where he was going to go, moving left and right. Uh, and when he threw his shots, those shots hurt uh, hurt Pereira quite a lot. Um, there was a, a big right hand, a big left hand in the middle of the the fight from Fialo that that uh, busts up Pereira's nose. Um, but this is a Pereira who he, it's hard to to keep him under control, and he was still able to to land uh, uh, some some shots of his own, land some uh, jabs, attempted the flying knees, attempted the uh, the uh, capoeira overhead kicks. Um, we see uh, Pereira. Um, attempt to take down there at the end end of uh, of the round. It ends up um, with him slipping, and Fialo ends ends up on top of the the round to to finish. Uh, a good first round for Fialo in in uh, the UFC, and I'll really a lot for him to build off. But unfortunately, uh, when we come to the second and and third uh, round, we see uh, Pereira. Kind of almost, I, I want to say mixed up. It was still that dynamic, uh, uh, crazy fighter who, who who you you can't you can't you can't pigeonhole him. But he he certainly realised that he was gassing, uh, and he's he he was more conservative with the amount of shots he, he he threw, landing some really big big shots and making sure that his uh, accuracy was a, a little bit more on target. Um, in in this uh, second round, the one thing that he did miss a lot of was the was the flying knees. He attempted them quite a few times. He also missed on that rolling thunder kind of capoeira kick, uh, but he did land some big big shots to the body. And the uh, the front kick right up the middle to the stomach was was uh, was a killer uh, for for Pereira. Really um, 
put Fialo on the back foot to the point where he abandoned his, his strategy of, of walking uh, Pereira down and, and picking off his shots to the to the point where he was he started to play into into Pereira's game and, and reacting to Pereira's shots rather than forcing his own game plan uh, and that's where uh, Pereira really took took charge was able to um, to follow up a, a whiffed Superman uh, punch to uh, to get um, to get Pereira up against the cage and get some uh, ground and pound. Uh, Pereira then gets a, a last minute takedown, um, and as we finish the round, uh, Fialo is absolutely worn out, just sat against the cage. Uh, his team uh, pull him up and uh, lean him over the edge of the of the cage, and he's he's just energyless. You can really see it, and what's what makes uh, it. Um, more of a difference is the fact that he's got now got a huge cut over his over his uh, over his left eye. Ironic, like going into this third round, knowing the history of of, uh, of Michel Pereira, he's actually the more fresher of the fighters. Uh, Friolo is is sucking up a hell of a lot of oxygen. Um, but um, one thing about Michel Pereira is, whilst he's crazy in the octagon, he is very respectful, and we actually start this round with a with a hug between the two. You can see that this is a, a big moment for for Andre Fialo, and he he's been there before, where he's took he's uh, had his opportunities to be in the UFC and uh, and make his debut, and how much it means to somebody. Um, but unfortunately, um, Fialo he he kind of fell into the same problems that he had in in the second round where um he he walked away from the the game plan that worked so well in the first round of, of just not reacting to to Pereira and instead he he was he was always he was second best to a lot of the shots uh he landed a, a couple of good jabs of his own but the majority of the time it was Pereira hitting him back with four five six jabs uh then mixing in the uh the leg kicks and the, and the body kicks it was really kind of a struggling for for Fialo to make a dent in uh in Pereira's attack uh, the right hand was was working wonders for for Pereira um we we do see um, that um, that front kick being uh, worked to to great effect again by by Michelle Pereira to the point where Fialo's uh, stomach area was was bright red where he'd taken tall shot after tall shot in the stomach. Um, we get a little bit of a breaking action where um, one of those uh, shots was just a little bit too low. The the toes do land and hit uh, deep into the stomach of uh, of Fialo, but the heel does graze uh, graze the the cup of Fialo, and we get a uh, a couple of minutes break before we get the restart. Um, once the um, once we get that restart, with about thirty seconds to go, it just is hell for leather. Both guys just absolutely sat in a in the pocket, just punching, throwing absolute bombs. Not really a lot landing, uh, uh, but it was a, a very entertaining end to a very entertaining fight. Uh, Michelle Pereira um, picking up the the victory. All three judges uh, pretty much going uh, the exact same way um, with. Um, 28, 29, 28 uh, to, to Pereira and I think in fact all the judges gave those second and third rounds to Pereira so a uh, great first start for for, um, for Andre uh, 
Fialo. There's plenty there for him to uh, to build upon here. Shouldn't be too disheartened because Mich- um, Michelle is a fighter who is able to um, make other fighters look like absolute clowns. So to be able to, first of all, last in there with him for 15 minutes and also give a, a really good kind of a showing of yourself, um, there's definitely a lot for, for Andre Fialo to, to build on. I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes. Uh, in the future, but this was uh, this was Michelle's day, and uh, he'll be certainly looking for a, a, another top ten or even a top five fighter after this uh, good victory for him. So let's get into the co-main event. Uh, first of our two title matches, and these two guys have uh, have gone around the horn with each other so many times. Um, Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueiredo uh, fighting over the. The um, flyweight title yet again. Um, third fight in a row for these two against each other. I think that's the first time in UFC history that that's happened. That uh, a fighter has, two fighters have faced each other three times in a row. And I also believe it's the the quickest trilogy in UFC history with uh, the turnaround from the first fight to the third fight being just over just over a year. I think four hundred eight days, which is uh, just shows how how intertwined these two guys have come. Obviously, the first fight uh, was uh, coming off Figueredo, winning uh, the flyweight title against Joseph Benavidez, then getting the the draw against Brandon Moreno. Then uh, in the second fight, we got that uh, submission victory for, for, um, for Brandon. And then in this in this third fight, obviously it was uh, it was for all the marbles and uh, and the flyweight title and um, Davison Figueredo able to squeak out uh, a decision victory, um, but this fight was just absolutely glorious. Both uh, a lot of bad blood, uh, from, especially coming from Figueredo's camp. He's been training with uh, Henry Cejudo and he called uh, Brandon Moreno a traitor because of uh, some some issues that went on when uh, uh, Moreno was training with Cejudo and then he switched teams. Uh, all kind of very uh, schoolyard uh, tactics, but it led to uh, uh, a lot of passion in this fight. Uh, and yeah, this... Uh, this was such a tight fight. I, I, I would not be surprised if uh, other people have, have got this fight um, totally in the in the way of Brandon Moreno. And, and he's, these two really, really shown that they are head and shoulders above everybody else in this division. Um, there is Moreno and Figueiredo, and then there's, there's everybody else. For, from the first round... Um, it was a uh, quite a nervy start. Uh, it took a, a little bit of time for for the action to to kick in. Uh, some testing uh, low kicks from from uh, Figueiredo, uh, who almost kind of uh, w- uh, stumbles to the ground with one of them. Uh, eventually, ends up getting getting the clinch with uh, Moreno able to to get the control, but Figueiredo getting those those underhooks uh, goes for um, to sweep to the floor. Uh, but Moreno is quickly back up, which leads to another big low kick from from Figueiredo. Uh, Moreno starts opening up with with the shots, uh, with the punches, uh, but he's fired back with the the kicks from from Figueiredo, really kind of working those legs uh, very early in in, in this first round. Um, we get a. Uh, 
we get um, Figueiredo going for for the the takedown. He's able to uh, get the back and drive uh, Figueiredo down to his knees. Uh, but it's not long on the floor, and we see Moreno able to scramble back up. Um, he's starting to load up on some big punches, but he's not been he's not able to land some some clean ones. Uh, and Figueiredo goes back to that low kick. Well. Uh, Brandon Moreno goes for a, um, a spinning low kick, which uh, which whiffs just a little bit, and then Figueiredo opens up with a, a couple of uh, uh, punches to, to close around, kick to the body. Uh, like I said, very tight first round, but I think the uh, the, the wrestling uh, attempts from uh, Figueiredo kind of uh, um, set him uh, a little bit above Moreno. Um, coming for the for the second round, uh, we see that um, Moreno um, he, he's on the ball in landing uh, some some good jabs uh, Figueiredo goes for the takedown but Moreno is able to stuff that and, and back it up and this is a, a much more relaxed Brendan Moreno than we saw in that first round he's able to um, avoid a lot more of the, the leg kicks although some of them still do get through and, and um, uh, Davison does make a, a mess of uh, of uh, the the calves of Brandon Moreno, but we see Brandon countering with a lot more uh, a lot more of his punches. Um, Figueroa uh, decides to attack with uh, with some right hands, uh, then another takedown, which again is stuffed. Uh, Figueroa goes for some uh, flashy uh, spin kicks, which uh, which don't quite work, and that leaves him open to be uh, to be taken down to to the canvas. We see uh, uh, Figueroa desperately trying to uh, to get back to the feet, and then we see them uh, start to trade in punches. And now we see uh, Brandon Moreno uh, mix it up a little bit, start to land some more of those uh, uh, leg shots and chopping uh, 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 Davidson Figueroa. Uh, front kick com- coming up the middle from from Figueredo. Uh, we see um, uh, Marino land some uh, counter shots, which ends up cutting uh, the nose of Figueredo. Um, Davison goes for for this uh, single leg. He's unable to pull it off, and then uh, uh, lets it go. We see Marino working the jab and some body shots, mixing in some more leg kicks. Um, we see a huge right hand from Figueredo. Um, which uh, really stings uh, Moreno, but he hits back what with uh, a big shot of his own, which stings, uh, which stings Figueredo. Uh, coming to to the end of the round, we see another attempt at takedown by Figueredo, uh, which is uh, which is stuffed, and we see more trading on the feet. Um, and this this was a kind of like a wake up call for Brandon Moreno. He started to to really come into his own, uh, and it. It was such a tight fight going into into the third round. It it was uh, it was anybody's fight really. Still, we needed someone to to kind of take the impetus, and unfortunately, that that doesn't happen in in, in the third round. It's again another very 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 tight round um, with um, with Figueiredo going back to what was working in the in the first two rounds with the leg kicks. Um, with uh, Marino uh, starting to to open up his his arsenal, like trying to land a running knee, um, but this leads to Figueroa actually getting the takedown. Moreno is quickly uh, on his knees, uh, trying to get back to his feet, and is trying to pull away from uh, Figueroa's grip. We see the the ball fighters returning to uh, what had been working with the low kicks. 
and then Figueredo hits a, a big left hand that, uh, that sees uh, Moreno stumble to the floor. Uh, Moreno pops back up and lands a huge big shot of his own. Um, both guys were really starting to throw some bombs now and both were starting to, to land. Uh, Figueredo uh, mixes in shots with the body and the leg kicks. We see Figueredo sweep uh, Moreno to the floor, unable to keep him down there again, though. Uh, Moreno doing a, another flying knee, uh, landing a left hand. Um, yeah, it was such a, an entertaining third round. We see both fighters trading some huge, huge shots. Uh, Moreno goes for a, a high kick, which is blocked. And we see Figueredo drop him uh, with a right hand um, in in the, the final few seconds. Goes for the choke. Uh, but the, there's not enough time on the clock. The bell sounds and Figueredo uh, pushes Moreno uh, back to the floor as he walks off to his corner. Really kind of a temperance, very, very afraid in this, but uh, Figueredo looking to really push on in this fight uh, and, and, and take the lead. Fourth round, though, he gets pinned back again. Um, with uh, He starts again with those uh, low kicks. Um, we see him... Uh, Go for the the the, the takedown, which is is stuffed. Uh, Marino uh, landing some some low kicks of his own. Uh, Figueredo tries to uh, land the, that front kick to the body again. Um, with Marino, he hits the spinning low kick, uh, lands a left hand. Uh, Figueredo is able to uh, to follow that up and and counter with a, a, a stiff right and a stiff left to the body. Um, Marino. Hits hits Figueredo with with some kicks in the body, uh, pops the jab. Uh, we see uh, a big left hand with uh, Figueredo, um, which leads into the clinch. Uh, Figueredo gets uh, gets back to the gets control of the back, um, pushing Moreno up against the fence, landing some big knees. Uh, we see Moreno able to kind of spin out. Uh, start swinging some some huge shots, and we see uh, Figueroa fire back some shots of his own. Uh, Moreno lands a good shot to the body, and then uh, a kick uh, to follow up. And they start um, trading uh, more punches, and then we see a clinch again, and then we see uh, Brandon Moreno push Figueroa uh, to to finish the round. So going into this fifth round, it's it's pretty much anyone's fight. Um, you could easily have this fight score two rounds each and uh, making this this last round very, very decisive. Um, and again, this was still a, an incredibly uh, tight round. Uh, we've got Figueredo with the, starting with the low kicks again. Uh, this time, uh, Moreno is able to kind of avoid him a little bit. Um, Moreno uh, gets a, a takedown, a big, big point to score uh, when you're going into a very tight fifth round. Uh, but uh, Figueredo is able to uh, get butterfly guard, gets um, some space and is able to stand back up. Uh, Figueredo um, lands another low kick, but takes a, a big left to, to, to kind of uh, counter it, um, slips some, some big shots and, and goes for the takedown, uh, but that is, uh, that is stuffed. Um, then we see both guys trading off with lefts and rights and, and, and jabs. Um, Going into the last minute or so, this this fight and and nobody's really took the impetus at all. It could literally just be anyone's fight. Um, big right hand from Figueredo. Moreno fires one back in, in reply. Um, Figueredo is trying to press, uh, but he's uh, he's been countered at, at pretty much every single move. Trading of low kicks. 
again into into the last uh, 30 seconds or so. Uh, massive, massive punches to close. Uh, we see Figueiredo land a huge punch after the bell. Not, not even... Um, connecting after the bell, thrown after the bell. Um for me personally with the with the the power of the shots I thought Figueredo kind of took the fight um more to Moreno in in the fifth round. Uh and the the judges seem to agree, all three judges uh giving it a very tight 48-47 to Davison Figueredo. Um all kind of a bit of a mixture on which rounds they gave uh to which fighters with Chris Crail and uh, Michael uh, Michael Bell giving uh, Figueredo rounds one, three, and four, uh, with uh, Wade Vieira actually saying that um, he thought that um, Moreno won round four, and he actually thought that Figueredo uh, won round five. For me, I thought that it went uh, one, three, and five with uh, with the the two guys uh, essentially going tit for tat for the rounds, but. Uh, Davison Figueredo regains that title and instantly there were calls for uh, a fourth fight and Figueredo saying that he wants to fight Brandon Moreno in Mexico. Uh, I mean, it could happen. You, there's no real uh, clear challenges in that in that uh, flyweight division right now, but the issue will be um, when is enough enough? I think both guys could perhaps do with um, somebody else to focus on rather than this and, and kind of refresh the palette almost and, and maybe revisit this uh, sometime down the line. I know you get the issue of, of then potential uh, upsets and, and uh, the fight not happening, but uh, I think three fights in, in just over a year, pushing on to four fights in, in 18 months or so is, is uh, it's a lot. Uh, and I think both guys could do with someone else to, to focus on for a little while. So, uh, but great victory for, for, for Davidson Figueredo. Uh, yeah, it's um, heartbreaking for, for Brendan Moreno, one of the most beloved champions that we've seen in a, in a long, long time. Uh, Mexico's first ever UFC uh, champion. Um, the the crowd in in California were just absolutely wild for him. Uh, so he was uh, a lot of love there. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure he'll be back in the title picture very, very soon though. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So let's get on to this main event. Um... A lot of bad blood in this one as well. Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gagne, both are uh, heavyweight champions. Francis, the, the lineal champion, and Cyril Gagne, the interim champion. Former teammates. Uh, a lot of revelations coming out about who knocked who out in, in training and, and, and what had happened there. Uh, a lot of issues are surrounding the coach, Fernando Lopez. Um, a lot of issues surrounding uh, contract uh, negotiations with with UFC and uh, the fact that there was even an interim title in the first place uh, with uh, Francis only winning the, the title pretty recently off, uh, off Stipe Miocic uh, and then almost instantly Dana wanting him to fight um, Black Beast Derek Lewis in Houston. Uh, Francis said he, he needed maybe a, a, a month or so uh, to, to kind of... Uh, to, to be prepared 
Dana wasn't willing to wait, wanted the, the, the title on the line in Houston, creates the interim title, which he says he's not a fan of, but yet does it so many times anyway. Yeah, and it's a, a lot of a, a lot of convolution in this. And then we've seen Francis Ngannou uh, really making a, a statement about fighter pay and uh, if the fact he thinks that maybe the the fighters aren't trapped the the way that they should be, looking to uh, to maybe renew a contract. I think this was actually the last fight on his contract. Uh, obviously, with uh, with him being a champion, there's automatic rollovers. But he was saying he, he's sick of essentially fighting for scraps when he's seeing um, people entering the boxing world and making absolute millions and millions of, of dollars off it. So, uh, yeah, a lot of interesting factors going into this fight. Uh, but this, uh, I mean, if you go back to the, the press conference, this is probably the 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 most respectful uh, shit talking you'll ever hear between two fighters, both guys really, really respectful when they dissing each other. Even respectful in the in the uh, the the wanes where they the fist bumped and in in the the beginning of the fight where they uh, they um, um, touch gloves. So let's let's get into it. Um, another fight that went uh, to decision. Another fight that. Uh, was pretty close on on some of the scorecards, um, but it it was certainly I don't think it was as close as uh, as the the core main event. Uh, first round uh, we saw Cyril Gagne really calm and and collected, certainly not faced by the the power of uh, Francis Ngannou. Ngannou gets uh, quickly gets. The, the control of the centre of the cage and we see uh, Garnier um, making the movements around the outside um, but arms are down, he's very very loose, switching uh, stances uh, quite a lot um, able to, to pop in quickly and land, uh, land uh, some shots uh, we get an attempt at a takedown very early on from, from Cyril Garnier which uh, is stuffed by uh, Francis Ngannou Cyril then uh, attempts to push uh, Francis up against the cage, but uh, Ngannou is able to to force that uh, the disengagement. Um, Ngannou seemed to uh, to land a low punch, um, almost hitting uh, the cup of Cyril Gagne. Um No reaction from from Cyril. It's not like he, he called for the the the. the the fight to uh, pause, and uh, Herb Dean tells both guys that they they have to fight on. But this was uh, Cyril Gagne um, being a very calm and collected fighter, and and Garnu waiting for a moment to throw some some big big shots. Uh, lands a couple of, of good uh, shots to the body, but Cyril Gagne is able to follow them up with a, a beautiful spinning kick to the uh, to the body, then some knees. Uh, Gagne is. Uh, uh, becoming almost overconfident, dropping his arms down and and uh, almost kind of goading uh, Francis Ngannou into to making a mistake. Um, we see uh, Ngannou uh, press up uh, uh, Cyril up against the cage, able to land a big knee, but Cyril's able to switch it and um, and uh, and escape the clinch. Uh, and Ngannou. Um, um, Lands a, a, a decent knee, uh, followed by one from from Cyril. Uh, he uh, pulls away. Uh, Cyril lands a, a big front body kick uh, to to end the round. Uh, close round. 
for me, I probably would have given it to Cyril Garnier just because he he was more loose. He landed some uh, some neat shots, and uh, this felt like um, Ngannou was waiting for a big hit uh, rather than rather than anything. Uh, again, going into the second round, a lot of the a lot of the the similar kind of actions. Cyril Gagne is still very light on his feet, switching stances a lot, uh, having his guard down pretty low, uh, tapping away with uh, with little jabs and and, and leg kicks. Uh, and Garnu uh, tries for a huge uppercut, which whiffs, and Cyril is able to uh, counter that with a, a side kick. Uh, and Garnu. Um, one thing that he has learned from uh, the switch to uh, extreme couture is his patience. Uh, if you recall Cyril uh, Ngannou through his uh, earlier UFC career, he would go in all guns blazing and kind of swarm fighters. Now he's more calm and collected and uh, waits for a, an opportunity to, to present itself rather than go and a- attempt to create the opportunity with the risk of, uh, of, of uh, losing the position. Uh, in in this second round, though he, he does uh, he does wait for for those opportunities to come. Uh, unfortunately, they they don't really come. Um, he whiffs on a couple more big shots, uh, big right hand uh, misses. Uh, Garnier is able to to slip that and hits a, a spinning heel kick, to, which grazes the head of uh, of Francis and Garnu. Uh, Garnier then goes to the legs and again he's he's getting really really uh, patient with his attack, knows that if he uh, he makes one wrong move uh, Francis Ngannou is going to take the uh, take the fight and really kind of hurt uh, Cyril Garnier and the last thing you want to do is, is get get struck with a, a big shot from uh, uh, from Francis Ngannou he does land a, a big left kick to the, to the body uh, which is um, uh, followed up with a, a right hand from Garnier uh, again, avoiding that huge uppercut. Um, another good good round for Cyril Garnier. Uh, not a lot in terms of action, but more in terms of frustrating uh, Ngannou. Um, going into the third, Ngannou really needed to start pushing the pace now uh, because it could easily be two rounds to, to nil down. And that being said, Ngannou can finish fights pretty much anywhere, uh, but this is a, an unbeaten Cyril Gagne who in his three years in MMA has has risen to the absolute top of uh, of uh, heavyweight uh, MMA fighting. So it's a, a, a tall order for Ngannou to, to be able to get this victory now. Uh, and he's going to have to pull uh, something out of the bag. And he pulls it out of the bag, all right. Uh, but let's get into the the beginning of the third round. Uh, and Garnu um, certainly seems to be um, forcing the pace a little bit more now. Um, goes for more big left hands, uh, which which still do whiff. And we see Garnier, um switching stances again and moving around. Misses the 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 high kick, which uh, gives uh, Garnu the opportunity to get under the leg. Uh, drives through the, the, the leg and gets a, a massive slamming takedown. Uh, yes, Ngannou can wrestle. I mean, uh-oh, this is, a, this is a, an Ngannou we have very rarely seen and something that um, if he is able to uh, to get better at, this is a very frightening facet of Ngannou's uh and got his uh, game plan. So he gets side control. He's able to to control um, um, Cyril Gagne on on the floor. Um, 
get attempts to get uh, uh, the the knees, uh, threatens to to get the neck. Uh, we see uh, Gagne has to really kind of uh, spin inside to to avoid that. Uh, eventually, we we see them. Uh, uh, back on the feet, and we see uh, Ngannou uh, in the clinch with uh, with uh, with Cyril. Gets a trip. Cyril uh, hits the the canvas. Essentially, first first, but the the worrying point was when uh, Cyril Gagne's arm was was locked almost in a Kimura move whilst he was going down. Uh, very very uh, tight um, um, submission attempt there by by uh, Ngannou, and we're seeing. Um, Almost a Habib Nurmagomedov uh, style of attack from Ngannou, where he's able to to really do some good wrestling on the floor. Um, we do actually get back to our, our feet again with about a minute to go, and we see uh, Ngannou uh, avoiding a uh, spinning elbow. Um, we see uh, Cyril Gagne going for kicks of the body. Um, Ngannou gets another takedown uh, just as, as we get into the end of the round. Um, Gagne does uh, try to get the uh, the the armbar, which he's just is not able to do. Um, yeah, so we've seen a, um, a new facet to uh, Francis Ngannou's uh, uh, fat game, and yeah, he he really leans into that into into the next two rounds. So uh, going into the fourth, uh, and Gagne, uh, Cyril Gagne knows he has to uh, up his game now because. This isn't just a, a Francis Ngannou who's good on the on the feet. He's also been working on the floor. Uh, we see Gagne throwing uh, those tickling leg kicks and uh, popping those jabs. Uh, and Ngannou throws a, a spinning body kick. Um, Gagne follows that up with a front kick. Uh, we see Ngannou uh, swarm uh, Cyril Gagne and wraps his body up, uh, tries to... Um, to uh, take the fight to the cage, uh, but Ngannou is just too strong and he's able to just muscle Cyril Gagne down to the floor. Gagne tries to grab the wrist and, and, and get out. Uh, he eventually gets to a knee, but he uh, he exposes his back and we see Sir, uh, Francis Ngannou almost look for, uh, for uh, a choke. Uh, Cyril Gagne um, is able to scramble to his feet uh, but <laughs> Francis is looking for more and more takedowns again. Uh, Cyril Gagne goes for the Kimura grip. Um, and Garnu follows that up by pushing him down to the canvas again, uh, leaning on him, uh, trying to posture up. And um, it, this gives the Cyril Gagne the opportunity to, to make his way back to the cage. But we see Francis landing a, a big knee to the body. Um, and he's able to, to control the positioning, uh, landing a few punches. Um, and leveling up the this fight going into the into the fifth round, uh, we see the wrestling, and it's such a a man fuck to say we see the wrestling of Francis Ngannou dominating Cyril Gagne. So we go into this fifth round, and kind of like the core main event, this fifth round was for all of the marbles. Um, everything that both these guys have worked for uh, comes down to this. Uh, we see Ngannou going for a, for a jab. We see um, Cyril Gagne follow that up with an elbow and a jab of his own, kick to the body. Uh, Ngannou <laughs> faking a takedown to to uh, land some 
some some shots which uh, which uh, causes Cyril Gagne to complain of an eye poke. Um, we see um, a nice combination from Cyril Gagne, and he's clearly uh, not worn out. He goes for uh, for the single leg. Uh, he's able to uh, get the takedown, which is a big, big move. Uh, Cyril uh, on top, and and Garnu is uh, is really struggling. Kind of almost like if he's on the bottom, he's he's uh, he's wrestling is very, very basic. Uh, but he's able to 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 attempt to sweep. Cyril Gagne tries to focus on the leg and get the leg lock. Both guys are, uh, are attempting a leg lock at exactly the same time. Uh, and Cyril's looks really, really tight. And it, I, I honestly thought we we're going to see Ngannou have to tap out to this. The, the ankle and the knee were pointed in, in opposite directions. It looked pretty brutal. But Cyril's um, concentration on that uh, allowed Ngannou to to get to top position, which is it was mind blowing watching this happen. A two hundred and seventy pound bloke just able to wrestle like a, a lightweight. Ngannou um, is uh, gets on on top. Um, Cyril goes for the the heel hook again, uh, but Ngannou has really been. Um, focusing on that wrestling and he's able to, to get the knee above the ankle so the pressure's not on. Um, rolls back up on top, uh, gets a step over mount. Uh, Cyril Gagne tries to, to avoid that um, but ends up with his arm trapped. Um, once he gets that, that free, he's able to, to turn onto his hips. Um, we see uh, with a minute to, to go, Cyril Gagne is, is sat on the on the octagon floor and Ngannou is controlling the wrist to keep him down there. Um, Cyril tries to grab the grab the neck and tries to go for the, the, the Kimura. Um, getting into the final few seconds, uh, Francis Ngannou is landing um, little, little point-scoring shots um, and had so much top control and, and a graphic shows up on, on the screen that he, in the fight he had almost six minutes of control over the 25 minutes, um, which is just, it's just marbling. Uh, a fighter with 20 fights in, in the bag uh, and you have I've never seen him uh, wrestle the way he did. The score um, the, goes to the judges uh, and all three judges gave it uh, to Francis Ngannou, uh, two of the judges, 48-47. One judge, uh, uh, Sal Amato, giving uh, Francis Ngannou four rounds to, to one. Um, and Francis uh, comes away as the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. An interesting uh, uh, post-fight uh, interview w- with him, uh, saying essentially showing a lot of respect to, to Cyril, and saying hopefully he's, uh, his future plans for, for the company. Um, and I'm sure Dana White will want him in the uh, in the office very, very soon to, to thrash out a new contract. But hopefully uh, Francis uses the the momentum he's got now to, to really push for a fairer fighter pair. He's got a huge voice in, in, in the UFC. Uh, and and now he seems to have all of the the leverage. So hopefully he's able to to not only uh, get a better deal for himself, but get a better deal for fighters in general. Uh, because there's been a lot of uh, smoke and talk about UFC and how they pay their fighters. 
over the last few weeks and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see what comes of that afterwards. But yeah, essentially that is uh, that is UFC uh, 270 in the bag. Um, great card, really, really enjoyable. Um, no UFC next week. Um, the the next time we are in action is uh, is Sunday, the the sixth of February, where we will see uh, Jack Hermanson uh, taking on Shane Strickland in the main event. We also see uh, Mark Andre Barrio returning uh, to take on Chidi Giacane, uh Hakeem Dewaru taking on Mark Trezano. Uh So some some big big fights coming up. Uh, so. Keep your ears attuned to five rounds to hear the 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 latest and greatest analysis of, of UFC events. Um, whilst you you are here, definitely go and check out some more of the content from the amazing uh, networks that we are proud to be a part of. So that's here at Chairshot, that is at Visionaries Global Media, and that is obviously here on Radio Techers. Uh, follow me on Twitter at PodfatherMags. Follow Carlos on Twitter at Kirby underscore Carlos. Follow the show at Five Rounds Pod. Thank you so so much for your uh, for your uh, support. It means the absolute world. Uh, thank you all for listening, and that is the end. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.